Everybody, yes, everybody. Don't I always say it in that tone? Hey, everybody. <laughs> I do. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another <laughs> True Stories of Tinseltown. But I really talk like this when I do Tinseltown. So, yes, welcome to another True Stories of Tinseltown. And I have a wonderful guest for you today, um, my friend. Alexis Hunter, and we are going to discuss her beautiful love story um, and her book, Joy Lansing, A Body to Die for, A Love Story by Alex. Thanks for coming on, Miss Alex. Oh, I love doing your show. You are the best. You are so much fun. Thank you. You are. You are. I wish you could review me everywhere in the world and, and other oh, people will come to me. Come, come, well, come to me. Well, I'm nice. <laughs> You're wonderful. I give you yeah, an hour. Come on, peeps. It's the least. <laughs> no, you're so much fun, and you're the you're the best interviewer out there. Honestly, you oh, really are. Well, I don't think I'm the best ever, ever. But I think oh, I do. I think I do a good job, and I try to make it you fun. I try to make it yeah, fun well, for everybody and for the guest, which is good. Well, definitely fun. I'm. I was so looking forward to uh, talking with you today. So this is great. Yay! The highlight of my month or Yay. week or year, everything, wow. everything. Yeah. Terrific, terrific. And I have uh, Alex is sipping her tea, and I made myself tea because I am like I don't know why I'm so fatigued. I guess it's probably because I didn't oh. sleep last. <laughs> That could be a reason. Oh. <laughs> and then I got up oh. at quarter to five. That could be a reason why I'm a little fatigued. Good grief. But I'm drinking yeah, yummy tea. Yeah, I'm up till like one or two. Yeah. yeah. Pain in the butt. But we are happy, peppy, and cheery. And we are going yes. to bring you this beautiful love story and also a warning. So, Alex, why don't you tell us about um, you where you're from, and how you got to meet the lovely Joy Lansing. Oh, my God. Well, uh, I'm a Navy brat, which is <laughs> not that unusual. And uh, I live in, God, uh, Hawaii, the Philippines, and in Kansas. My dad was from Kansas, so lived there, you know, right near Wichita. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, when I was a kid, I'd rush home and watch TV because there was nothing else happening in in Arc City, Kansas, <laughs> populous in ten thousand, except for the <laughs> occasional um, tornado, and perhaps the uh, Wicked Witch of the that, West. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's the downside. Yeah. yeah. So, so, and and at that point, I mean, I don't know. A lot of your younger listeners probably find this kind of odd, but there were only three three uh, state. Uh, channels on on tv at the time it was abc nbc and cbs and um and quite often uh, uh joy lansing would would appear she was on the bob Cummings show and she did all the sitcoms and 
you know, all the, uh, I mean, she did Sea Hunt and Maverick and, I mean, every every show that was on at the time. Beverly uh, Hillbillies, uh, she oh, did. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ozzy and mm-hmm. Harriet. Oh, the double entendres um, in that one. Holy oh, my smoke. God. That was too funny. Yeah. And I Love Lucy. <laughs> oh, my God. That was funny. And I Love Lucy. And so I'd, I'd watch her on TV and I thought, my God, that is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. And uh, and then at uh, when I was just going into my senior year of high school, uh, my father uh, decided uh, that we were going to move to California. So moved here, and I ended up uh, living at the studio club because I had decided I was going to be a big movie star. <laughs> well, why <laughs> you know, not? So, Everybody came to California with that thought. Yeah, yeah, what the heck? So I uh, uh, I was able to get into the studio club, and when I was there, Farrah Fawcett was there, and Sally Struthers, and oh my God, quite a few, you know, you know actually working actresses. Uh, and I had a friend who was doing, you know, had, had done some film work, and one day I got a phone call from her saying, do you want to do a movie? Well, you know, this was my big break. You were a this kid. Was my, oh, I'm ready to go. Yeah. And I said, I didn't ask anything about it. I just said, sure. And uh, she took me to meet the producer and director. And uh, and uh, I was ready to do it, even though my friend had told me that she couldn't stand to wear that monkey suit one day longer. <laughs> Yeah, oh my God, this was a a Z-budget film. (laughs) Um, The tits, absolute tits. And and the name of the film was Big Thing. And uh, I didn't ask or I didn't know who was in it. I didn't care. That was just Bigfoot. There had to have been more in there. Like, weren't there like rock and rollers and all this other stuff? Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, or bikers and, or something. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there were bikers and John Carradine was in it and uh, Bob Mitchum. Um, not not Bob. Um, John Mitchum. And uh, and it was it was oh, it was a terrible film. And, and so. Uh, I I got the gig and I, you know, showed up for makeup on, you know, early because they they have you there at the crack. So I was there uh, getting my makeup, just sitting there, you know, and they were, oh, it was so low budget. I was wearing this god awful monkey suit, fake fur, which was a good thing. Good thing. Yeah, that was a good thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. And, and the, and they were spraying my hands and my face with like black, almost like black spray paint, and gluing on this fake hair and sticking. <laughs> Jerry, that's great. She would have died. And and sticking these fangs in my mouth, plastic, plastic fangs. Uh, so I looked, you know, scary, <laughs> sexy. How? So, and the thing is, you're a female Bigfoot. How did they discern? Did they put a bow on your head? Did you wear an ankle <laughs> bracelet? How did people know no. you were a female oh, Bigfoot? I don't know. I mean, you couldn't <laughs> tell. You could not tell. The only thing you could tell is if you had a child Bigfoot. That was obvious. Yeah. <laughs> Clinging to your yeah. hips, yeah. Yeah, right. So, 
so I'm sitting there in makeup and going, oh, my God. But I'm so excited. This is a big deal. This is my first gig, you know, my my break. Nobody, you know? how, how many people get to star in a Z picture, let alone an A picture? So come on. Never. So this was it. This was this was it for me. So, uh, so I'm sitting there and uh, bleary-eyed because I didn't sleep the night before because I was excited. And in walks this vision. It was joy. There was Joy Lansing, the the woman that I had always thought was just magnificent. And I just about fainted. <laughs> you and, had no idea she was in this film. No, I didn't. I didn't know who was in the film. I didn't care. You know, it was going to be all about me. Of course. <laughs> was, of Stop. Course. Who's that so, female bo- Bigfoot? We want her. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that would be me. So, yeah, right. So, so in she walks and she sits right next to me and she had most of her makeup on already. And she, oh my God, she was so gorgeous. And, and she just started talking and we started talking and she was just, so unpretentious and so nice and, and and we struck up a friendship we, you know we started talking and as we were filming because uh, uh, I don't know if your listeners know but when low budget films they shoot as many hours as they can until you drop because they, they, they can't afford to pay for the sound stage you know yeah. many hours so they have you there so I, you know, I spent time with her, and then I started helping her uh, go over her lines. You know, we just we just became friends, and that's how it started. And it was just, I mean, my God, talk about uh, uh, great fortune for me to, um, yeah. to be able to meet her. Yeah, I was. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, this was my dream come true. But I have to so, ask you: When did you realize you were gay? When you were watching Troy uh, when you were a kid, it was no, a girl crush. I had no idea. Yeah. When I, did you realize? Yeah, I had no idea. I mean, I always had crushes when I was a kid on uh, teachers or whomever. Uh, I didn't realize I was gay. I just thought I was a really good friend. <laughs> <laughs> I am such a good friend to these people. And, um, and when I lived at the studio club uh, and I worked for... Um, Joe Whitman, Stuart Whitman's father, who was kind of a pretty much a creep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how else to explain it. Uh, but he must have seen something in me because he kept he kept saying to me every day I'd come to work. You know, it was an office job. I was a secretary. And um, he, he mentioned that he had spent the evening the night, you know, the night before with Hedy Lamar. Well, hello. <laughs> I had always thought that Hedy Lamar was absolutely magnificent. She was a goddess. And so, oh, she was a goddess. And I just thought, oh, my God. Wow, he knows Hedy Lamar. And then he'd go into more detail and more detail. And then he'd start getting a little bit, you know. Really gross. Uh, yeah. But I didn't care. <laughs> it was... <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more. No, man. Yeah. And every day, every day he would prime me with this action. So, you know, I'd look forward to coming to work and talk about him more. (laughs) You know, are you going to go see her tonight? Oh, yes, I'm going to go see her. And I go, oh, okay. And so, you know, every day he'd tell me a little bit more and a little bit more. And this went on for months. 
when and I was just my eyes were bugging out of my head and thinking, Oh wow, uh oh God, how lucky and God I wish I could meet her. And then one day he he, he says to me would you like to meet Hetty? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and he said, "Well, I've made arrangements. She's going to come to the office tonight, and uh, you know, and she wants to meet you." And I go, "Oh my god!" And so uh, I work that day. I go home. I get all ready to go back to the office, which I did. And then I go to the office, and we're just sitting there talking, talking, talking. And I'm waiting, 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 and uh, no Hetty. <laughs> it was a setup. <laughs> it was another. He didn't know Hetty Lamar. He was what a monster! He was, he was, <laughs> honey, he was playing me. He was oh, playing. Man. Well, yeah. So, so uh, suddenly had no Hetty, and I, I mean, I was. Oh my God! I <laughs> let's just say that I was very anxious to meet Hetty Lamar, and so he says, "Well, I, Hetty, I guess can't make it, but I have a friend. You know the old I have a friend routine." Yeah. And oh, okay, okay. And so he he has his friend come over. Well, uh, the rest is history. That was my introduction to uh, 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 being. Uh, a gay woman. So uh, at least I knew that that's who I was. Um, so he, he kind of did me a favor in a way. He was trying to, because he knew you were gay, so he's trying to help you out to realize it, you think? Or was he just being uh, a pig? <laughs> he was a, I think he was a pig. <laughs> so the hell with her. I, I want to hear the juicy I think details. That, I, I think the good part was accidental. Right. <laughs> you know? But I think that that just just happened that it it worked out for me very well. But um, now he he was just looking for looking for action. So yeah. so back uh, to joy. So back to joy. Uh, I had you know I had gone to um, there were at that time there I think there were only a couple of women's bars in L.A. and I found out about them and I, I went to them. To, pretty dreary but at least I felt you know kind of at home in a way you know because the people had the same interests and uh, and I mean at that point which I think you're weird and you're interviewed <laughs> I need some more tea Grace uh, I think your listeners would be interested in knowing this is at the time of Stonewall and no touch You, I couldn't hold a woman's hand in one of those bars, uh, they really? could arrest you. In a gay oh, bar? Yeah. No, my God, yes. No, they were raiding bars all the time. Cops would come in and, and uh, bust you. And what would they do? Put uh, you in overnight because you held, held a woman's hand? Yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. Terrible. Absolutely. It was, it was, it was a terrible situation. I mean, thank, thank heaven things are better now. Yes. Uh, it, was, it was awful. So, um, so, so that was my introduction. And then, you know, this was all within a short period of time, within, I think, a year of moving into L.A. and um, uh, being on the set of Bigfoot. And that's when I met Joy. And it 
just all just it was miraculous and uh yeah. oh, my dog <laughs> I'm so sorry. Hi, woof, woof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's very funny. Uh, <laughs> well, he wants to be a star. He wants to be a star. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, yeah. So He doesn't um, know he's um, not going to be on this show. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know that. So, oh, well. So, um, so that was my introduction, and that's how it all started. And, and you also, um, the makeup thing I love. You should tell him about that. Because Joy oh. had only seen you as this Bigfoot beast. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and, she, and she just thought that I was really cool, blah, blah, blah. And so I thought, oh, man. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to get all dolled up. So uh, the next day, coming to uh, to makeup, I was all in full makeup and all dolled up. And and she, she didn't realize it was me. And we started, oh, it's you. Oh, my God. And that kind of interested her which was really nice and um and uh and we just became really good friends really really good friends and then when the show was over um and then when she wanted uh, yeah you kept uh, in touch obviously yeah yeah we did and uh we went for coffee that when we wrapped up uh, the film we went for coffee at schwab's which was a famous place in, in hollywood and we sat and we talked and talked and talked all night long. And it was just amazing how we connected. That's where, that's when things I think happened. It just, it was just, uh, I mean, uh, I felt so close to her and, uh, there was never any lull in the conversation. We just kept talking and talking and it was just wonderful you two on your um, first coffee date you probably went through yeah. three pots <laughs> oh my god yes they were probably happy to see us go yeah uh, yeah we sat there all night long and just just talked and then um then i you know of course was back at the studio club and then uh one of the girls uh had a gig dance i was a go-go dancer at this little dive in in la and she, I think it was her birthday or something, and she asked me if I wanted to do the, you know, to do it. And I said, oh, of course. And so I let Joy know that I was going to be there. And she was, at that time, she was dating Sid Caesar. They were having an affair. Right. He was married, yeah. too, at the time. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, he was married, and she was having an affair with him. And... um and I, and I said, well, maybe you and Sid could come and visit. And, you know, I'll be there. And she said, you know, uh, I'll see what I can do. So there I am uh, in this dive. You I didn't mean, know it was, it was so- a dive when you invited her, right? No, of course not. <laughs> no, of course not. Yeah, it was it was just a, it was an awful place. Uh, smoke, every, you know, just smoke-filled room and gross. And there I am on this platform uh, dancing to uh, like a jukebox. Uh-huh. And and in walks Joy, all in her mink coat and uh, with all the you know the full makeup and hair and razzle dazzle, play drop dead gorgeous. I mean everybody's jaw dropped when she walked in because it was all men. There were no women in there. Was Sid Caesar come with her or no? She just came alone. No, she came alone, and and she sat. 
uh, it was kind of, you know, like a, a platform and there were chairs around the yeah, platform. That's kind of the norm, and, those strip joints. Yeah, the yeah. creepy places. Yeah. And so there I am dancing away and I'm so excited that she shot. Oh, my God. And and then suddenly my girl uh, by the temptation started playing and there I am dancing away. And she uh, signals me to, you know, bend down and talk to her, which I did. And she said, she said, you don't belong here. Let's get out of here. Well, <laughs> one, two, three, go. I was out of there so fast. I just just said adios to them. And, uh, and uh, I didn't care. And uh, we went to her, her apartment uh, on La Cienega in L.A. And we were just sitting and talking. And, t- and she had one of those... Uh, uh, Electric fireplaces. Mm-hmm. That was that was the big deal at that time, and we were just lying on the floor uh, uh, with the fire, and it was just so nice. And I'm just sitting there, and there is no way in the world I was ever going to let her know that that I was gay because I just I just wanted to be around her. I didn't want to freak her out. Right. And I never I never would have made any advances toward her ever. Ever in a million years. Because you're so much younger than she was as well. She yeah, was I, I, was eight, I was 18. Yeah, I was 18 years and green. Yeah, <laughs> I was 18 years younger and really, I was really naive and uh, and and was just lying there talking. And suddenly she leans over and kisses me, and I just about fainted. And that's how things started. And that was the beginning of the part of my life. And that is uh, when you moved in with her, pretty much. Yeah, I never left. (laughs) I never left. That was it. And Julie had always been straight. She had always been with men. Oh, yes. She was always straight. There was just something. There was just something that happened, you know, between us. Um, uh, It was magic. It was just magic. Uh, One thing um, I want to say is some people don't get that you can be totally straight your whole life and and you fall in love with a person. It's not really the sex. Right. It's not that. Right. And they're like, well, she couldn't. Why Why would Joy, who is straight, you know, do that? Well, yeah. guess what? It just happened. It, it happens. does happen. Another does thing, happen. do you know who I'm talking about? Meredith Baxter Bernie. Do you know who she is? Yeah. She did oh, tons God, of yeah. TV movies and stuff. And, um, she was married three times, and then sure. she met this woman, and they've been partners ever since I think they got married. And she said, well, I guess uh-huh. I was always gay. I don't think you were always gay. I think no. you loved those men, and then you met her, and you fell in love with her. So, Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. She had I mean, six kids. It, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, this, I mean, it happens. Uh, some people just don't understand that, but it does happen. It does and, happen. Uh, I mean, Joy had three husbands. Uh, she dated a lot of people. She dated Sinatra for a while. I mean, she dated a lot of very important big stars. And, and uh, I mean, it just happened. And I am so grateful it did. And at that time, your name was Nancy. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Okay. I can't think of you as a Nancy ever. No, I can't either. I never did. Yeah. <laughs> I never did. 
And, and you know, when I was female Bigfoot, I was uh, I I actually got screen credit. That was part of the deal. Uh, screen credit on Bigfoot, the film. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can just you know that's really impressive. Uh, I was billed under Nancy Hunter. Uh, um, female Bigfoot. So if, <laughs> if you have, happen to have the bad luck to watch the film, it's on you, YouTube, you guys. And as much as I love oh, Alex, God. I have never been able to get through it. Oh, it's hitting. <laughs> it's it's probably the worst film I've ever seen in my life. And then and Joy and I went to see it when it first came out, and <laughs> with, with with the director, and we walked out. It was so god awful bad. It was so terrible. <laughs> I mean, oh. God, I mean, they had fake, okay, there were like jungle scenes, and they had fake trees, and they were obviously fake, and uh, fake plants, and <laughs> that's how low budget it was, it was just god-awful, so um, uh, so that's how our relationship began, and we were together and, until she died in 1972. Well, who named you? You Because uh, all oh. of a sudden... You know, joy could not be known. Let's face it; in those days, and even uh, uh, now, it's changed. No, but it's no, still not it's still, great. But then, forget it. If she, it was known it. that she was um, with a woman, kaboom. oh my God, that would have been the end of her career. Right, that would have been it. So, so we had to, we had to keep things very, as they would say, on the down low, and. Uh, one day we went to go visit her friend, Joy Bishop, who was a really cool guy. We went to his office and uh, he introduced me and she kind of uh, uh, intimated that there was a little something going on. And he just thought that was the berries. He thought that was very cool. And we were just talking and he said, uh, uh, that's not a good name for you. That shouldn't be your name. You know, it doesn't fit. You... Or, or Rachel, you should be Rachel. And so from then on, I was Rachel Lansing, Joy's baby sister. And it worked. Nobody. It worked. Do you think anyone ever kind of side-eyed you guys or there were any rumors no. when you went to these places? No, I don't think so because we were very, very, uh, very cool about it. And, um I mean, I don't think anyone would have guessed they might have. The only thing that I ever thought people might have imagined is that maybe since there was an uh, 18 years, you know, age difference, they might have thought maybe I was his daughter. Oh, yeah. Her her, uh, illegitimate daughter that she was hiding as her sister. Right. Um, That's the only thing that I, I thought that people might have imagined. And so you two were an item, and you really had a great relationship. There was only one point when Joy would get depressed, and she started drinking and taking pills. And she was kind of out of control one night and really terrified you. And um, Yeah, she was – yeah, in retrospect, I think that – I mean, she had cancer, and I believed that she had cancer well before she met me. Mm-hmm. And and it seemed as though she would have these episodes. Like uh, I think they were hormonal. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, she would go into this depression. She wouldn't tell me why. She just she'd call the liquor store and have uh, have them or bring over some Johnny Walker, and and she would mix it with secondol, mm-hmm. which is a you know a, very powerful sleeping drug. Yeah, and uh, I mean, she had had trouble sleeping. I mean, she took secondol anyway, uh, but she mixed it with the alcohol, and I was so naive. I didn't know anything. I didn't know from drugs. I didn't know from booze. I didn't know any of that stuff. And I learned how to take care of her. Um, it happened like uh, almost like once a month. Hmm. It was just awful. She would get so messed up for like two or three days. I mean, she would be like in a stupor. And, uh, I learned I was I was smart enough to know that if she kept taking those pills and the alcohol, it, it, she might die. You know, I, uh, so um, I'd find her her pills and take out some of the secondol and put some uh, like the gelatin. You know, the, mm-hmm. the I I put that in there so she wouldn't know and it just weaned her off of it so she'd come back to. Uh, to who she was. Um, but so, one I night mean, she a, had an, but one night she was really out of control. And then yeah. that's what stopped her because you, you were, she didn't want to scare you. She was horrified. Oh yeah. I told her after the fact, I, I waited until she was, you know, lucid. Right. Uh, she, she, she was just, she was, we lived in the, uh, oh God, we lived in, this was, after after her surgery, we lived in the penthouse on on La Cienega and Fountain, and um, and she was going to jump off of uh, uh, just go out the sliding glass doors onto uh, the little landing, and she was going to jump. And I grabbed her and pulled her back, and I ended up on the glass coffee table and I cut my arm, not terribly, but, but a little bit. And luckily that was the worst thing that happened. It was, wasn't terrible, but, uh, you know, the following day she says, what happened to your arm? And I told her, and from that point on, she stopped doing any kind of alcohol. She did not drink ever again. That's amazing. And she, but, you know, and she it's weaned, great. Yeah, and she weaned herself off of, uh, off of the sleeping pills. Which was uh, a, a real blessing because we were terrible for her. Why, uh, do you, I, why do you think she had the cancer before she knew you? Um, well, when I f- first met her, uh, her her right breast, she was kind of embarrassed about it because um, she had had silicone injections, mm-hmm. which was happening at that point. She and Sinatra went to, to a doctor. I'm not sure if it was in L.A. or New York. And he had it in his face, and she had it in her breasts. And that is what made her breasts uh, quite large. Um, and she was known for that. And, you know, there was so much, so much pressure on her. Um, this was... Uh, the time of Monroe and, and Mansfield and Mamie Van Doren and uh, and she she wanted to be as big a star as, as they were and so she 
especially had those injections. And I and uh, what has happened with one of her breasts is it became hard. Uh, the the silicone hardened and uh, and it made it her breast misshapen. So, uh, I mean, I didn't know that her breast was you know she had breast cancer. I didn't know. Uh, she just attributed it to the silicone. And uh, you don't think and she knew? No, she didn't have a. She had no idea. Yeah. She, she just thought it was a silicone. That's it. And it's so yeah. horrible. And, you know, I remember seeing people who would get it injected in their face and then, like, it would move and it would make it them deformed. Move. It's like it becomes it, this, like, weird lumps all over your face. Yeah, it migrates It can it, and it uh, degrades. It can uh, go from a large fist to down to just tiny, tiny, and it can get into your bloodstream. It's mm-hmm. bad stuff. And that's one, that's one of the reasons... Uh, why I wrote the book is I want to, they're doing it again, Grace. Uh, these women that are obsessed with having the big butts, a lot of, a lot of these women have silicone injections in, in their butts and, uh, and they get, uh, big ulcers or, uh, it hardens. It's, it's the worst stuff in the world and I want to stop them. And the it's reason illegal. they're doing it is because it's cheaper than doing it. Oh, yeah. If implant. you really want a big keister like that, you know, you should go to a uh, yeah. reputable Lord plastic surgeon. Why? why you want a big yeah. butt like that, I don't I know. I don't get but... that one. Yeah, I don't get that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, everybody, the minute you turn 12, they stuck you in a girdle. <laughs> <laughs> you wore a girdle? Oh, my. I had to. I mean, that was it. You had to do that. No shaking and breaking, yeah. No, you had to have a flat butt and a flat belly. <laughs> you know, oh my God, those girdles, they're, they're torture. I bet. So, oh, here he is. Yeah. I'm glad you missed that. But oh, was, I missed it. Thank you, God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're terrible. And they're like, what is it, latex or some god awful stuff? That's, oh, they're hideous. Well, they squeeze you in. They have jeans oh, like that and things oh, like that. And oh, then they have jeans oh. that can, with pads, that can give you a big butt. So instead of getting oh. silicone, just get one of those big padded butt jeans. Oh, I know, but they, you know, they want to be able, when they're being intimate with someone, they want to have the big butt. So God knows. I, I, Hopefully I that trend understand. passes. <laughs> I hope so. And I hope that women will listen and not get the injections. I mean, my God. It's, it's not worth your life. So it's cheaper. No, there's, a, there's a doctor in, uh, in, I think in Florida, his name is Galliani. And that's what he does. He removes silicone mm. from women's and men's bodies. Women's breasts, their faces, their butts, and men put it in their pecs, in their calves, and some of them put them somewhere it's else. It's crazy. Uh, it's nuts. Yeah. So, so yeah. You, uh, you enjoy going along, having a lovely time. And mm-hmm. she. how did you find out? How did you both find out she had cancer? Uh, okay. Uh, uh, we were back in L.A., she she actually wasn't feeling well. We were in New York, and uh, she wasn't feeling super well. And, we, and uh, uh, she had done theater in the round, and that gig was over with. So we came back to L.A., and uh, she she just wasn't feeling well. And 
and she had this like a little lesion on the tip of her nose, and every so often it would start bleeding, spont- you know, spontaneously, huh. and and I thought because we would, she would not go out of the house if she had an imperfection. Wow. She was in- she was a glamour puss deluxe, and it's all about yeah, image, and, yeah, and, and insecure, insecure. Yeah. So. So then I thought, well, I wonder what that's all about. Maybe I can get her to go to a dermatologist. And then um, one day she was taking a bath and she called me in and I went there and and all the lymph nodes in her body were just swollen suddenly. How and creepy. Her breath and, yeah, it was so weird. She couldn't understand what the hot water or something, I don't know, triggered it. And, you know, the lymph nodes in her groin, in her, you know. Her neck, uh, all those things. There. Yeah, yeah all, they just popped up like the uh, size of a, like a 50-cent piece. It was weird. And I said, you know, we need to go to the doctor. So uh, I uh, we went to a dermatologist who was very, very smart. And uh, and he examined her nose and and. And she t- we told him about, uh, you know, the those bumps. And he says, hang on a second. I have a buddy down the hall. I, you know, I, I want to talk to him about something. She, he goes down the hall, comes back. He says, I w- really want you to see uh, my buddy. He's a great doctor. He was an internist. Uh, why don't you go see him? And Joy was hesitating. And I said, oh, come on. Let's go. You know, it can't hurt. So he took her in there and he examined her. And he was in there over an hour and he came out and that was probably one of the worst days of my life and he told me that she that she had he, she had a major ovarian tumor and uh, that it had spread and uh, basically he thought that she didn't have much of a chance and then he said that he would call a friend of his who was a, uh, an oncologist surgeon in Santa Monica and see if he might be able to do something. Was it, and, uh, um, did it start in her breast or in her ovaries? Because that's very common for it to spread into yeah. the female organs and the right. uterus. It, yeah, it's, all, it's all connected. Yeah. I'm, no, no one has said one way or the other. I, I'm pretty sure she had, it was breast to ovary. Um. I don't know. Honestly, yeah. I don't know. All you knew is it was bad and it was stage four. It was bad. It was terrible. Just terrible. But and you didn't tell her, did you? Did she no, know that? No. No. And, um, because she had attempted suicide before and she was very vulnerable. And until I knew for sure, I didn't want her... Uh, Doing something terrible to herself, yeah. or or getting all upset, um, and I she she was very close to her. Well, they were still legally married, but they were. Stan. I mean, they were legally something yeah. to stand. I mean, he was uh, like her 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 father figure. The the closest person in her life was her grandfather who had died, and Stan. Uh, came into her life and they were married. They were married in 1960 and then they separated in 65. And uh, Stan was very much still a very big part of her life. Uh, they didn't live together. They weren't intimate. They were just, you know, it was just, 
He was someone she could count on. He was really always there for her. And he was very good to you as well. He loved you, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, he was an uh, interesting kind of guy, but he he was a good guy in a lot of respects. And so I called Stan and told him, and that that just, just destroyed him, too. And we both decided not to say anything at that point. Just, you know, just kind of skirt around and just said that, oh, you know, that uh, you have a tumor. I mean, obviously, she uh, she needed to know that. And, but, you know, we always kept hope. There was always hope. You know, uh, it's, they'll get the tumor and everything will be fine. You know, and she, I think maybe she wanted to believe it, but she believed it. And so... Um, you went we to the oncologist? To, yeah, went to the oncologist and she had surgery pretty quickly and uh they removed the football size tumor on her ovary oh, yeah and it was cancerous yeah. oh my god yeah and she Oof. at that point they didn't have mris or any of that yeah um they had to do a laparotomy where they cut you from like the bottom of your uh uh sternum mm-hmm. down down uh to uh, your pelvic bone Eesh. and cut your wide open and they cut her open and removed that and then they sewed her right up because they said they couldn't do anything. And and I'm sitting there in the uh, waiting room uh, when she was having surgery. Was Stan and with you? I, no. Stan yes. couldn't deal with that. Yeah, Stan the medical stuff, yeah. And he couldn't, scan, he couldn't handle anything negative. Right. Um, uh, and uh, I saw the doctor come out of surgery, and uh, I mean, I was devastated. Said, "I'm sorry, I can't do anything." Yeah, and we had to close her up. And I just he saw it was all over the place. It was everywhere. So, so uh, and she was at St. John's Hospital in Santa Monica, and. Uh, uh, at that point, it was so bad they didn't think she'd ever leave. Oh wow! Seriously, when they started, she had a good um, uh, hematologist oncologist, and they started. They they were going to try chemo for her to see if it would do anything, and it did. Gracious. It was the pill kind, right? She didn't go yeah, through the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was nitrogen mustard <laughs> of all Yikes. things. Yeah, um, yeah, and it helped her. She started to feel great, and she was able to leave the hospital. And she lived, uh, uh I think, twenty six months longer. It was the record. I mean, she she lived so much longer than they anticipated, and and we had a great time. Um, she she really didn't have. Any pain? Um, That's amazing. They didn't give her any or, pain pills or, or anything. It was just the yeah, chemo stuff. Yeah. They gave her pain pills, but she didn't seem to experience any pain. She never complained about being in pain. Uh, she didn't lose her hair. Uh, it thinned, but she didn't lose it, uh, which was uh, really good, especially for someone like Joy, who was very insecure. Well, you know what, it's, it's really, I think, that's one thing you always wish is like, why do you have to lose the hair? Because you don't, 
you know, you don't necessarily feel sick, but then when you look at yourself and you go, oh, my God, I'm sick. Yeah. You don't know how you have this. I am seriously sick. Yeah. yeah, so she was very lucky that that didn't happen to her. Yeah, she did, and we had a great time. We had a wonderful time together, and there was always hope. You know, I, my feelings are the minute you tell someone that the, they have an expiration date, they, they seem to go along with it. They start um, counting down, and I don't believe oh, you yeah. should give someone an, an uh, I don't believe yeah. you should give someone that date. I really don't. But she, no. But you also think there's another reason why uh, she contacted this disease, and that is because they were giving her hormone pills. Oh, yeah. oh god yes uh, yeah when she was in her 30s yeah when she was in her 30s she she was so afraid of growing old because she was a sex symbol she was glamorous and there's no work for a glamorous sex symbol who's older i mean that's the end of your career so she was so afraid that she would start to age and she she talked to uh a doctor, she probably dated him, I don't know, and and said, I don't want to grow. What can I do? What can I do? And he said, and he gave her an open-ended prescription for a primary, for estrogen. And she was taking it for years. And she didn't even need it. She sure didn't she need didn't. it. She, her, her body was producing more than enough estrogen, and that of course, contributes to breast and ovarian cancer. And so I think it was just a perfect storm. It was between the, uh, the estrogen and the silicone, which caused weird uh, cellular changes in her breast. Um, it just, and uh, she never grew old. She died at 43. Isn't that awful, though? You know, because oh. Joy was... Because really, what work is there? And especially at the time when you knew Joy, everything was changing. It was flower power, <laughs> long, straight hair, all natural, oh, yeah. free love, the whole okay. thing. And, you know, yes. that kind of blonde shell was basically being kicked to the curb. You know, that was no yes, longer was. in fashion. So no, that must have been doubly yeah. hard on Joy, along with aging. Yeah. But like you said, yeah, she but, never did get old, so she didn't have to go yeah, through that. Yeah. But. No, you know, at that yeah, at that time, you're right. Um, the blonde bombshells that was, you know, a thing of the past. It was, it, there were very few parts, and very enterprising. Um, she was a wonderful singer, really talented she singer. Was. You sent oh, me God, some yes. of her stuff, yeah, yeah, and and she uh, developed a nightclub act. And she appeared at the Copa in New York and uh, uh, the Pump Room in Chicago and uh, big nightclubs all over the country. And then I, she went to Australia, Puerto Rico. Were you with her during all those times? Uh, this is, uh, it, during a lot of those, that was prior to me knowing her. But while we were together, she appeared at, uh, uh, like, Oh, four or five different places, you know, singing. Mm-hmm. So she did do that, and uh, she was very successful. People loved her. She got great reviews, tremendous, because they expected just sort of a bimbo, you know, glamorous. Well, you could tell uh, she wasn't. And if you see, what yeah. is it, Marriage Go Round, where she played uh, D- uh, 
Oh, um, Dean Martin's Mar- secretary. And Marriage on the Rocks. Marriage on yes. the Rocks, starring. Yeah. Which was funny, yeah. starring oh, Frank, Deborah Kerr. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, Dino, and she, she played a secretary. A and she was not. Yeah, she, she played, she was a gorgeous, hot mama. But she yeah. could type. She knew what he was thinking ahead of time. She was right yeah. there. She was no bimbo at all. Now, and that's one thing about Joy is she was she played uh, these bimbo type roles very straight, and she was a comedian. Was the whole thing. She was very funny. I loved um, her on the Beverly Hillbillies. You guys can still catch her great. married to one of those grug boys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh God. And and then and they thought that that was so funny. Gladys Flat, Flat and Scruggs. You know. So yeah. So yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. She did that. That was great. But she was very talented. She was a talented singer, talented comedian, actress. She. I mean, she could have been so much more. Uh, She was going to be Superman's wife until he killed himself. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, she was Superman's wife on on one one of the episodes, and then they were going to keep her, you know, on the show, and, and you know, and until he did um, either get murdered or kill himself, whatever he, whatever happened, he uh, died. That was the end of that. And then uh, she worked. Um, she did. I love Lucy, and Lucille Ball just thought that she she had she saw the talent and joy. And she wanted to put her on a contract because she had an idea for some sort of sitcom. And Stan, good old Stan, unfortunately, Joy either dated or married her managers. And not good. Was not a good move. And uh, and a contract came in for Joy to do this with for Lucy and and Stan said, "Are you serious? You're too good for this." Oh my God. I love Lucy all these years later, all these shows. Yeah. And turn and turn turned down the uh the contract. She was on so, twice? Or was she just she was on the beauty contest one when they get lost on a desert island? Yeah, yeah. And was I she in remember. the one where Ricky uh and the Starlets? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And then uh and then later on in her career, just before I'm a little bit before I met her, she did the mothers-in-law uh, with Kay Ballard and mm-hmm. Eve Arden, and that was cool. That was uh, uh, Desi was the producer on that one, I think. And yes, yeah, it, she did that. She 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 did quite a few. I mean, she did over a hundred. If you check her out on IMDb, uh, she's she had done o- uh, over a hundred. TV or films, and there was a, a lot of them that were uncredited that weren't even listed there that she did. Well, I want to put, uh, I will link Joy's IMDb when I post this so that people can oh, really cool. see because maybe they don't remember who she is, but once you see her, you go, Oh, I know who that was. Yeah, you never forget how, oh my, my God, she was just exquisite. And I, I just thought. With you two and everything that you went through with Joy, did she still take those, uh, the hormone pills up until she died? Uh, no. Uh, no, I, because I never noticed, you know, what she took a million vitamins yeah. every day 
Tunison, of Health Freak, uh, Bob Cummings turned around to that, which was really cool, mm-hmm. I guess. And uh, she was, uh, she took like 40 pills. Yikes. So I never, I didn't pay attention to what she was taking. And then, then I, I saw that and I said, what's this? Because I didn't know what it was. Uh, oh, it's estrogen. I said, and uh, uh, I, I kept thinking, that's probably not a good thing. And, um, and she stopped taking the estrogen, which was, well, it was too late. It didn't matter. But, no, but it's just so, you know, how irresponsible. And at that time, I mean, they could just give you anything in the kitchen sink and nobody. Now it's yeah. like, you know, people used to doctor shop and now you can't. You got to go yeah. to your one doctor. Yeah. They put it in. And, and it's like, so I don't even know how people get addicted to Oxycontin because what do they do? They have to buy it or do doctors... Prescribe. My sister said that they gave her a prescription for it. She lives in you South know. Carolina now. Me, when I had my surgery, I couldn't get a pain pill. They they said, "Well, just take um, just take uh, extra strength uh, Tylenol." Yeah. Oh, give me a break. That's ridiculous. You know, I give mean, me something for four days to get me through the pain, you creeps. But they did. Yeah, that's, that's absolute crap. Yeah. So I guess they're. I mean, the pendulum has swung a little too far to the other I direction. I think so. But especially yeah. in New York, they have to be very careful here. And for some reason, I mean, I'm telling you, I can't get it because I know other people who had the same sort of stuff with me. They they get these prescriptions. You know, I don't want right. 90 pills, but give me something to get me for a few days. Absolutely. I mean, I've had so many surgeries uh, thanks to the one injection of silicone I had. Alex uh, did get that. Just in one breast or both breasts? Both. Both. Uh, you know, I had one injection in each, which was almost nothing. It didn't make my boobs any bigger. All it did was make me lose them. So, um, so you I personally at, know from Joy and for yourself. Yeah, I, I lost them at 20, 27. I was 27 years old. Yeah, it was terrible. I mean, uh, we were in, Joy and I were in New York and we went to see her, her, one of the doctors who had given her silicone. And, um, and he was, uh, he shot her up with cortisone, which was another terrible thing. Uh, shot the, the breast that had hardened. Ah. And this, yeah, this, yeah, so the cortisone and the estrogen and the silicone, my God, she didn't have a chance. And, uh, and I stupidly had one injection with that idiot, and um, it didn't it didn't do anything. And look, all it did was make you lose yeah. lose your breasts. Yeah, that was it. So unbelievable. So you know, peeps, this is really. And and let me tell you something about this book. I read this book and I couldn't put it down. And Alex has about. I don't know. This is one of the best-rated books, verified oh. readers, uh, five stars, people who had, you know, like religious and they, you know, husbands would read it. There's nothing salacious, but they got to know no. about two women who happened to love each other, and, and they respected it, and they loved the book, and they learned a lot, which is a wonderful thing about your book. You don't preach but you tell no. it like it is, and you. Yeah. Um, I think it's a beautiful book, and it's, I think it's something that you guys should read. Um, what a gorgeous picture of Joy on the cover! Jeez, 
She looks uh, like a that goddess. Was That's a beautiful picture. Yeah, that she used to call that her goddess photo. It she is. Loved that photo. It's that a, was her favorite photo. It, I love it. I can I see mean, that. It. Yeah. That's who she was. That's who she was. And it she took you a while so- to write. Yeah, a goddess who, you know, loved you and you loved her. And yeah. you were just a kid. Well, how lucky were you to have that as your first love? And yet you you had love and you had so much pain. You oh, know. God. I, yeah. I mean, I'm. I, and you were a kid. Been, you were just a kid. Been, yeah, it's been 50 years. She died in 72. It's been almost 50, yeah. And, uh, uh, I, years, yeah. yeah, I still miss her terribly. I miss her terribly. There's a one day that I don't think about her. Um, I'm, I'm still in love with her. So, uh, it, it, it you don't stop loving someone just because they're gone. No, a hundred percent. I agree. There, no, we love them forever and into eternity. Love is so. Yeah, go on. Yeah, you go on. Yeah, but but there's still our hearts can hold a lot of things. You know, oh, sure. We have compartments oh, sure. for a lot of people. If we're if yes, we do. We love them, and we're lucky. Um, yeah. And- Come In on. fact, I have a friend who's, who, who's uh, said it beautifully. He says, I have a honeycomb heart. I have little little areas of my yes. heart, like a honeycomb, for, you know, various people. You know, it doesn't change how I feel about somebody else, but but there are places in my heart for, for various, you know, people I love. And that's how yeah. I think of it, too. It's just we have little pockets in our heart that we hold these people dear and always will, and we never stop loving them. But it doesn't mean uh-huh. that we can't still love someone else at another time or whatever. Right. So that's yeah. that's the thing about hearts. Some people have them, and, and they don't use them. <laughs> and other people have them, <laughs> and they have great capacity to hold a lot of love in them for others. Yeah, yeah, there, there, there are both types. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alex, why don't you tell us about Joy's uh, final? What got her so sick when she had to go to the hospital towards the end of her life? Ah, uh, I mean, suddenly she uh, all. Uh, she developed all this fluid in her in her abdomen, and that chemo stopped working. And they tried tried other chemo, and it just wasn't doing it for her. And and um, she had to go in, and they uh, admitted her, and they drained some of the fluid, and they realized that she was failing, mm-hmm. and 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 then her blood count went her hemoglobin went way down and she had to have transfusions and uh the last one her body rejected the blood it just rejected it she went to had a terrible reaction to it so and that was just the beginning of the end did she ever wake up from that because you oh yeah alex was in that room I, she had a cot in there. I mean, she lived there. Stan couldn't come yeah. in because he just couldn't deal with it. And you, yeah. as a 23-year-old or 22-year-old, yeah. took all that on. And 
you know, like you told me I could do it if I had to at 22. And I, I'm like, I don't know that I would have had that. I might have ran for the hills. I don't know. I, mean, I don't think so. It depends on how much you love someone, Grace. And I know you have a great capacity for loving someone. So I, I would uh, hope that I would would be able to do that. I can now, and I have been able to do for sure. other years, but as a kid. But you really were there I for was, her. Uh, Honey, I was so in love with that woman. I, I, you know, they would have had to shoot me to get rid of me. And um, the nurses were very kind. and They were so kind. Uh, they, they were very kind. You know, uh, um, they kept me f- from losing my mind, actually. And you drank but too my, damn much coffee in that room. Oh, I, I had my own. <laughs> I, I, had, I had my own little coffee pot next to my car. I was just jacked up all the time on caffeine. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> coffee is my life. Yeah. So it's when still my life. I yeah. know you love your coffee, and no, these I two ate. Uh, she's amazing to me. She can recall their eating, and their, you know, all yeah. this great food. So you are going to be have a caffeine high, and you are going to be <laughs> craving food. Her, her, her. What is it? Your fried. Barbecued pork fried rice that you would eat at the hospital. That was my staple. Yeah, Stan would bring me, he'd, he'd stand at the door of the hospital room and hand me a, a container. Uh, oh, and he wouldn't come in, huh? So you yeah, had to go to get him. He could not handle uh, seeing her. Some people so, can't. They just can't do yeah. that. No I matter how old don't. they grow, they you know, as I a kid, you understand it. Hmm? I don't understand it, but I don't fault anyone. Uh, no, no, it's just what you can Everyone, take. It's their, it's their capacity, right. you know. And I, he was drinking brandy. I had a flask on him. I mean, he was he was tortured with it too. So he was devastated. But everybody yeah. reacts differently. I mean, yes. Uh, so, um, so when Joy had that um, reaction when they were trying to give her another, uh, what do you call it? Transfusion. Transfusion. Yeah. Did she go into a coma? No. 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 A little bit later on, probably another three or four days, and she she became uh, pretty much comatose. Yeah. Were you still communicating with her? Okay. Was she in a lot of pain prior to her no, coma? No. No. They kept her, they kept her uh, uh, out of pain. She she was very peaceful. She was very peaceful. Do you think she ever yeah. accepted and finally knew that she was going to die? Um, I believe toward the end she, she she knew something was very wrong. She knew that things were not going to turn out the way she had hoped. And they had never uh, given her a talk about it. No, 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 no. Can they get away with that? Now, can you not tell a patient that they have this and, and leave it up I to the family? Know. I'm yeah, curious about know. that. I don't know that I either. Don't know. Um, and so, do you remember what she said to you before her last no, I mean, words to you? No, no. We always, you know, I, I, you know, we'd always say how, tell each other how much we loved each other, and you know, I'd say, "I love you, Joy, baby." And, um, and she would say the same thing. Um, I mean, she told me she loved me and that was probably the last thing she ever said. 
And then she went into the coma and you were staying yeah. there and a nurse said, come on, you got to get out of here for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So you went down and, to the cafeteria to have coffee with yeah. her, right? Yeah. A friend, of, uh, a ca- semi-casual friend of hers came to, to visit. And so I went and had coffee with her and um, came back. And as I'm not far from the room, the nurse, one of the nurses was looking out the the doorway and and had me rush in and I rushed in and she was joy had sat up and I grabbed her and held her in my arms and that's when she died. Oh how wonderful that you were able to do that and you got there in time. Oh yeah. Oh I'm so glad about that. And so then you didn't really stay with her. You didn't go to the funeral. You went home to, to your families, right? My parents picked me up from the hospital, and uh, I went there. I uh, I couldn't. I mean, I could be there for her. I could be there twenty four seven. She was there, alive. Her. I could not bear because they were. There was all the stupid fighting between Stan and and. Joy's mother, mm. you know, who was going for the funeral, and were they going to have an open casket, which I could not have. I yes. Could not, I, I, I could can not imagine. No. Could not have handled. I, that just, I mean, that just seeing the casket, seeing it, I knew that I was trying to keep my sanity. I was trying to keep, um, I was trying to save myself at this point. Because I knew that if I went there, that would be it. Yeah. I I would be gone. Because you My held mind. yourself together so well for yeah. Joy. You know, you were right yeah. there for her and you held it. And I yeah. give you major props for that. And I know how much you love Joy. And I can only imagine how much she loved you. And um, uh, I just say, you know, props to you for what you could do then and um and thank you for telling everybody about your story and and warning them because people now are doing this again because it's cheaper and it you know you can't get the cheap roots for your body you just can't think about yourself and when they inject you it's immediate you have you know you're bigger um it's, Funny it's how it didn't awful. work on you, though, but then it, it just ends up yeah. tearing you apart at that point. So, yeah, it just messed me up. How long yeah. were you with your folks? Uh, probably about, this was during the Olympics um, in 72. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was there watching the Olympics um, and crocheting. That's what I did. Uh, which kept me from going totally nuts. Yeah, I made, I made bedspreads. That's how. <laughs> that's, how. that's some kind oh. of crocheting. Oh. I don't oh, think man, I, I, my crocheting was so pitiful. I, you know, I was trying to make like even a potholder. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I was, I was. I mean, I was compulsive. I was OCD with the with doing that. You know, I just had to stay busy. I had to stay busy. I had to do this. You know, well, you're I creative. Not... You're a creative yeah. soul. And, and I couldn't. And I couldn't bear to think about. No. So what, you did. What had happened? The right thing. So, so that's what I did. You know. And then I moved back to LA, and 
And I mean, I hardly remember the first couple of years after she died because it was just too traumatic. I was just, uh, I was in shock. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, I was in shock. And you still are creative. I love that your book went to a high school and you gave a talk and it was on on the curriculum because it's a Uh wonderful book. Don't anybody think that it's not. It is a love story. It is a friendship it is uh, lots of food. It's a lot of things. And Alex wrote a beautiful book. And Alex oh, is a creative soul. And I want to, why don't you tell us about your jewelry business? That's what I'm doing now. Um, I'm make, I make jewelry and I love it. And I'm on Etsy, which is a wonderful site for handmade things, you know, it, it, jewelry, clothes, whatever. It's, it's a great site, etsy.com. And I have my own little shop. It's called Alexis Hunter Jewels. And right now I have like 94, 95 things listed. I have bracelets, necklaces, earrings. They are beautiful. Alex sent me a beautiful one because she was making it. And I said, oh, I love that. And she sent it to me. And I tried to take a hand photo of myself. And I looked horrible. So I'm going to have someone take a hand photo. It's so beautiful. She sent it to me. And my sister, I know she doesn't listen to my show, is going to get this lovely oh, pink stoned. Oh, come on. None of them do. They don't. They could care less. Oh, <laughs> oh honey. Oh, who cares? You know, I love the people who listen. They're wonderful. And I, yeah. it, I, I enjoy doing it. And, it, you know, they're not into classic Hollywood or any of that stuff. But the jewels yeah. are beautiful. And I am buying um, for Christmas my best friend in Massachusetts, my girlhood friend, my sister, another sister, and another friend are going to get these gorgeous oh. baubles. And um, oh. I'm going to link you up so you guys can see them. She has all oh, types, all prices. None are, you know, you're not going to, none are Liz Taylor priced jewels. It's, no, <laughs> they're no, very reasonably no, priced and beautiful. Alex is a real um, artist. Thank you, honey. Thank you so much. And uh, I use uh, semi-precious stones, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, you know, it's, it's, you're not going to find plastic or garbage. It's, so all, it's all real. And if somebody wants something different, I love doing custom. Like if, if they see something, well, if, if only it was a little bit this. All they have to do is uh, there's a uh, a place where you can just uh, talk to me. You can write me a note, and then I'll get back with you. And I love doing that. The custom-made stuff for people. Sure. I love it. And you and will I love her stuff. Custom. Yeah, I don't charge custom prices. Well, aren't you, know, you I a just, nice girl? <laughs> oh, I love doing No, I love doing The thing is, Grace, I love doing it. That's the whole thing. It's, 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 well, you can see I'm, it in your work because it's just precise and beautiful, and I, I love them. And um, uh, my sister will love it. She got this. Uh, my sister you. loves pink. My, she, I'm the baby. Oh. She loves, and she got this very glamorous pink chaise lounge. I guess it's like oh, a chick. Oh. She has a loft, and it's a chick loft, and her husband's downstairs. Oh my now. god! So oh my god. she can wear her beautiful pink jewel 
bracelet cool. while she's lounging on her pink chaise lounge. So oh, have fun. I know. Have fun. So that is the story, everybody. And I tell you, Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For, A Love Story by Alexis Hunter is an amazing book. Everyone who read it loves it. I've read it twice. Yeah. It touched me greatly. I got really hungry. <laughs> I gained five pounds reading it. Let me tell you. Not yeah. true. <laughs> but I could have. And um, her jewels are beautiful. And I love you, Alex. And thank you so much uh-huh. for coming on I the show. I love you too, Grace. Thank you so much. I love being on your show. I love having you on. And there are, you know, great gifts for Christmas. You know, who wants to go out and shop? And let's face it, it's not really the time to be going out and shopping. And a lot of places aren't even open anyway. So um, I will link you up and everybody can check your jewels and also check her book. It's fabulous. Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For, A Love Story. So thank you, my dear Alex. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Love yous, Alex, and love yous, guys. Okay, take care. Okay, bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye.